Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur. And boy, am I happy to be sitting here having a conversation with you today. I have missed you guys. I feel like I've been a little disconnected. You know, life has been happening all over the place. And that's the thing I really want to get into today, right? It's life. It is all the things that happen to us. And that's really so much of what we do on this podcast week in and week out is talk about how to deal with life, how to cope with life. In 12 Steps, I always heard the term life on life's terms. And I think for a long time, I really didn't understand what that meant, but I totally get it now. Life is always going to happen. And our sobriety and our fulfillment in life and long-term recovery really hinges on our ability to cope with all of these life events. And that's what we're going to be digging into today is the top life stressors, because I also want you to understand, you hear me say this on almost every show, that this really is life. This isn't about sobriety. You know, I hear so many people talk about like recovery is so hard, like life is only hard because you're having to do it sober. But the truth is, Life is hard, sober or not, alcoholic or not, addict or not. Life is hard. It doesn't care about your circumstances, you know? So again, if we want to get really good at this and you want to feel fulfilled in your life and happy and like you're thriving, not just surviving, these are the things we have to figure out. And On that note too, because giving is my love language, I have some pretty incredible things coming up. You know, one thing, I'm just going to give you a little teaser of something I have coming up. I'm going to do a course. I'm offering a free course to kickstart your journey toward a sober and fulfilling life with tools and strategies to support you every step of the way. This course is going to be a must have for anybody looking to take their life to the next level. So keep your ears open for that. I'll be announcing how to sign up and get started. But in honor of giving, before we go to the course, I wanted to give you a little something extra this week. And what I want to do is give you my top five most impactful episodes. These are my most popular episodes of all time. This is like the playlist that could change your life right here. Okay. (laughs) So this is about finding empowerment and support in all of the most impactful episodes of Addiction Unlimited. They're jam-packed with practical advice to navigate your sober journey and they're all different. 
I mean, they're all about different things. These are literally my five most popular, most downloaded episodes. And you guys know, with your help, like us together, we have built a really phenomenal, successful podcast. We get a lot of downloads every month. It's pretty insane. So to go back through and look at my five most downloaded episodes and put them together for you, this is crazy big and I'm super excited about it. So I don't want you to let doubt and fear hold you back, right? This is an easy way to get started in that sober journey. And you have the power to take full control of your life, to create the happiness that you deserve. It's all within your reach. And this is one of the best ways to start is with these five most impactful episodes. And that's what we're doing. So you just follow along, listen to the episodes. We're going to turn inspiration into action through powerful conversations, one episode at a time. And you can get that at addictionunlimited.com forward slash top five addictionunlimited.com forward slash top five. Of course, you know, I will link that in the show notes so you can get there right from your favorite podcast app, wherever you listen to podcasts, addictionunlimited.com forward slash top five. Okay, now let's jump into this, the 10 most common life struggles. And again, I wanted to talk about this because of personal experience, right? Like a lot of my inspiration for the podcast topics comes from my personal experience. And what am I going through and talking to you guys in the sober society membership, you know, on Thursday nights, the VIP members have group coaching with me and we talk about all these things. And I get these beautiful questions. And that's what inspires me like, oh my gosh, I should talk about this on the podcast. And this is what has really come up for me recently. I have had so many life things happening. <laughs> you know, I feel like, I, I don't know, probably for the last year, probably for the last 100 years, whatever, but it feels really kind of heavy right now. And I'm not crumbling under the pressure. I'm certainly feeling the pressure, but I'm getting through it. And it really makes me understand how blessed I am in my journey because I have been practicing these skills and tools and strategies for a long time. So for me, when I feel stressed or overwhelmed or a lot of things are happening, I know how to use my tools. I've been practicing a long time. I know who to reach out to or what to do. I know to grab my journal, to grab my friends, to get outside and get moving and do some exercise, meditate. I know all the things to do. And I'm so grateful for that because if I didn't do those things, I can't imagine how crappy I would feel going through all of this stuff, you know? But I also want you to get that, like I said earlier, life on life's terms, these things happen to all of us. There is no rule that says we are going to get in a good mood and it's going to last forever or things in life are just going to go smoothly and go really well and we're going to get everything that we want and everything is going to go our way and it's going to last forever. But we tend to get really upset when shit doesn't go our way, you know? And it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic expectations. Like we have to expect the ebbs and flows. When life goes up, it's going to eventually come back down. And when it goes down, it's going to eventually go back up. So these are the 10 most common life struggles that we will all deal with at some point in life or regularly, and sometimes more than one at a time, you know, the first one is a health crisis. 
all of us will go through a time when we're not that healthy. And it could be in a million different ways. I've certainly had health crisis in my life at various times, different things. Certainly now in my 50s, right? Midlife hormones, all of that stuff has been really eye-opening and one of the most challenging things I've been through. I've had breast cancer scares. I had um, Graves disease 10 or 12 years ago. Like I've had health crisis for sure. I've been sick and it is one of life's most stressful things. And if you don't deal with it when it's happening, it can also get worse and create other problems. So if you have any health issues going on, it's so worth it to get to it and, you know, get to the doctor and explore it. I'll tell you one of my struggles with health stuff because I haven't had a ton of health problems, right? I've had some pretty isolated incidents that were short-lived for the most part. I've had two breast cancer scares. Um, neither time did I end up having breast cancer, obviously, or I'm, obviously I would have talked about that if I had, um, but they were scary events, right? And they were several years apart, but still short-lived, you know, short-lived going through testing and finding out I was okay, whatever. Um, but for me, because I haven't had a lot of health stuff, when I don't feel good, I don't immediately think of health stuff. I immediately think of stress, right? Because I'm a workaholic. And that is my go-to thing. If I don't feel good, I automatically think, okay, what am I missing? What am I not doing enough of? Am I not exercising? Am I being lazy? Is it my food? Because what I eat really affects me emotionally, uh, certainly physically. But I go through those checklists of kind of stress and life-related things. I don't immediately think of health things. So in these last many months, you know, year or so that I've had health things and ongoing health things, it's been quite an adjustment to get in that mindset of, oh, I don't feel good. I better go to the doctor, right? Because I've just never had to think of things like that. But I'm grateful that I'm learning the lesson. I'm definitely getting better at it and understanding that my body is going through its own thing that doesn't really have a lot to do with me, but I have to be aware, right? So I can stay on top of it. And that's really what you want to do is stay on top of it. Try so hard not to be an avoider, right? Like what if my first breast cancer scare when I felt a lump, what if I would have blown it off just because, just avoidance, right? Out of fear, like, oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to find out. I don't want to face this. I don't want to deal with this. That could have been a really bad situation, right? And maybe I would have left it until it was too late to get treatment. I mean, who knows? But I don't want to be that person even when it's scary. And I don't want you to be that person because it's so much better to deal with it, face it, get on top of it, know what's happening and solve it, right? The most important thing is that we get in the solution. Okay, number two biggest life struggle, workplace issues. This is kind of a foreign concept for me, you know, because I work for myself. I've only really ever had one actual job in a normal office sort of place. And even it wasn't all that normal because I made my own hours. Like I didn't have to go there every day. I had a lot of autonomy and freedom, which is the only reason I could do something like that because I'm feral, right? I'm not domesticated. So a regular job like that is not something like for me, that would be soul crushing. 
So this workplace issues was kind of an interesting one for me as I was researching this episode because I don't have a lot of experience in this. I do hear my clients talk about it a lot, certainly dealing with not only sometimes difficult coworkers, but difficult bosses. Uh, And those conversations with clients have definitely made me a better boss. There's no question. It's made me more self-aware. And there are a lot of ways that workplace issues can really manifest, right? Like not only questioning yourself, your ability to get things done, right? In a place where you're supposed to fulfill your duties, whatever you've been hired for, but also you can face issues that can leave you surprised or frustrated because you can't deal well with teammates, you know, or coworkers, or like I said, bosses, like having difficult, strained relationships with bosses. The thing with workplace issues is we spend so much time at work, right? Even for me as a workaholic, obviously I'm typically by myself, but it is so much of my time. So if you're going to work and you have an uncomfortable situation, relationship, right? This is why they say, you know what they, how they say, do you don't date where you work? I mean, I can't imagine the discomfort of like dating somebody that you work with and breaking up and having to go there every day and be trapped in a building with them. Like super weird. But imagine like if you're having those workplace issues, that's a huge piece of your life that you are dealing with discomfort. And if you're in that situation, like I would urge you try to figure it out. Same thing like we were talking about with health issues. Like we have to really face these things and figure out how to get into the solution. And whatever your situation is, like sit down with Google and Google like how to get along with coworkers I don't like, you know, or how to deal with a controlling boss or a micromanaging boss or a condescending boss or whatever your thing is. But get in the solution, start figuring out how you can cope with that and how to keep your stress down as much as possible in a situation where you're not, you can't control other people, right? In any situation, you can't control other people, but you have to be able to manage yourself in that and really look at it and get in the solution so it doesn't feel so overwhelming all of those hours of your day. Number three, emptiness. This is a huge topic. You know, they say they've done research and asked people like, what is the number one thing you want in life? And overwhelmingly, people's response is to be happy. And it makes me sad that we're struggling so much to just be happy, that it feels that elusive. You know, but emptiness, like sometimes your life just feels dull or unproductive or you feel like you can't change it, right? And that emptiness, that lack of fulfillment has a major impact on your life. Maybe it's boredom. And you know what I was taught about boredom? If you're bored, you're being boring. Like boring is a choice and it is in your control. But try to break out of your routine a little bit. Do something unusual. If you're not feeling stimulated or fulfilled 
or happy. You have to figure out how to break out of that norm. If that's become your norm, you have to do something different. Do something unusual that's not in your regular routine, that's not necessarily in your wheelhouse or in your character. Push yourself a little bit to awaken that piece inside of you that's feeling bored and unstimulated and unfulfilled. Number four, friendship issues. We all need friends in our lives. We have to get together and share our struggles and share our happiness. We are pack animals. Human beings are pack animals. We are made to do life together. And friends are the best part of life sometimes. I mean, I love my friends. I have incredible friends and I love spending time with them. But we also go through situations where friendships end. Sometimes we outgrow one another. Sometimes we are disappointed by one another and we leave those friendships. And sometimes it can be a little bit dramatic too betrayal or, you know, backstabbing or talking about you behind your back, whatever the thing is, it can be a million things. Obviously, there are a lot of things that ruin a friendship. But the ending of a friendship or friendship struggles has a huge effect on your whole life. I think one of the most important things with friendship issues and certainly friendships ending, and this is with life overall too, it's so important to not assume that people are doing things to hurt you. Sometimes that happens, right? Sometimes people do intentionally do things to hurt you. No question. It happens. I've been that shitty person, not because I wanted to be, but because I was very broken. I was a very broken person with no self-esteem and I hated myself and I hated my life. And I think we can all relate to that feeling also. And one of my realizations in my recovery as I continued to heal and learn how to forgive myself and learn how to forgive others, that was a huge breakthrough for me is when I realized that people that had hurt me, it wasn't because they were evil or just bad people. It's that they're sick people. They're unwell, just like I was unwell. And I can't allow my self-forgiveness and allow my self-space to grow and not offer that same space to other people. That doesn't mean I invite those people back into my life. It just means that I can let go of it without resentment and anger and bitterness. Most people really are trying their absolute best. And sometimes friendships end because you're no longer necessary in each other's lives. I have lost friendships where we've just outgrown each other. Our lives have gone different directions or I've lost, I lost one really significant friendship just because of success, right? As I got more successful, my friend didn't and it really created a rift. And for me, I just outgrew that friendship. There was nothing else I could do there, but I certainly wasn't going to hang out and be treated poorly, you know, because or be apologetic for my success and what I've worked so hard for. So just remembering, you know, we all can be that sick person. We all can be the person that is unkind. We all have moments of bad judgment and selfishness and lying and doing things that we regret. 
And I think with friends, certainly when friendships end, relationships end, it's important to remember that. Like I need to give other people that grace too. They're trying their best and they're just broken or hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. That's all that's happening. Okay, number five, failure. Oh man, this is big. When you're moving forward and you're achieving your goals or you're moving up in your career, you are bound to face failures. It doesn't mean that you can't move past it. It's not the end of the world, right? And you've probably heard me say this a million times, right? Failure is feedback. Just like I say about relapse, it's feedback. It's just feedback. It's just telling you how you're doing it isn't quite right yet. You need to tweak your plan, change some things because it's not quite on par yet. That's all failure is. There is no way to improve in life without failure. There's no way to continue to learn and grow and evolve without failure. Failure is how we learn. It's how we learn to recalibrate, reboot, look at our plan and figure out how to tweak it to do better. That's all it is. It's not terrible. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't always feel good especially if you've worked really hard for something. But again, everything on the planet isn't supposed to go our way. We're not supposed to get everything we want when we want it. So failure, even if it doesn't feel good, it's just feedback. We've got to face it and expect it. I'm going to screw things up. There's no way around that. In business, I screw things up. You guys, I screw things up every day. Drop the ball on something. I'll send an email that has the wrong link in it, or I'll forget to post something in the membership site. I mean, it is a shit show, right? (laughs) It is dropping the ball all the time. And that's just how it goes. And that's how I learn. And that's how I get it together. And I do better and I come back stronger than ever. So don't let a quote unquote failure really throw you off track. Just go, okay, that doesn't feel great. What could I do differently? How could I approach this differently? Is this the right thing for me? Is there a reason it didn't work out? If something doesn't work out, there's always a reason. And figure out what the reason is. What can you learn from it? What can? How can you adjust your behavior, your approach, or whatever it is? Failure can be really disruptive, but learning to deal with the failure will give you the ability to deal with every failure and every barrier you ever face. This is going to be a huge piece of your coping to deal with all of life for the rest of your years. Just getting comfortable with things not going your way and understanding that it's okay. Um, Next one, financial crisis. I love this too, you guys. You know, we've talked about this. I've done a couple of podcast episodes about financial stuff. This is a really big topic and it can come up in many different ways. In 12 Steps, they say financial insecurity. And I always loved that phrase because it felt so comfortable to me. (laughs) You know, like I really felt that I understood what that meant. You know, I felt it in my core financial insecurity. Just being like, I don't know what's happening with my finances. I don't have control of my finances. 
you know, I had a lot of money struggles for a long, long time. And that has been its own journey for me to really get comfortable with that stuff. But for so many years of my adult life, I felt that financial insecurity, never comfortable, always kind of self-sabotaging, overspending, shopping too much, not knowing how to budget, not understanding the value of money, being really fearful of money, uh, having a ton of anxiety around money. I mean, it's crazy. But the world and life are really uncertain things. There's no way around that. And especially since we've had financial crisis, COVID was a huge situation that I think really pumped up people's anxiety around money. A lot of people lost jobs and just caused a ton of disruption. But financial crisis can always catch you off guard. And it can be frustrating and so stressful you know, maybe you lose a job or, you know, the stock market, maybe you lose a ton of money in your investments in the stock market, or maybe your business goes under for whatever reason. I mean, think about how many people lost businesses because of COVID, like just out of the blue. I mean, it was crazy. It wasn't something that you ever thought of or could expect or write up in your business plan, right? Like there's just so many things that can happen to create financial crisis. And if you want to fight it and be angry and bitter and resentful again, right? The worst things that we can be. If you want to have all of those feelings around financial insecurity, that's not going to get you anywhere, right? Again, get in the solution. We have to identify what the issues are and figure out how to start fixing it. And this is something I think is so beautiful right now. I feel like there are so many like cool, easy side hustles, you know, like all these ways to make money that are available to us. And I talked like my guys in my sober living houses, we talk about this stuff sometimes too, you know, different ways. I always want to help them. You know, I get guys that are struggling paycheck to paycheck and have debt, especially when they get sober and things to pay off, or maybe they're paying off treatment because they just got out of treatment. And I love helping them figure out these different things they can do as side hustles to really start making money and get in that positive money flow. Because this is something that was hard for me to learn too, is money is a flow. It has to flow out to come back and flow in. And you have to get in that flow. So when you are broke, right? It's really scary to spend money. And like for me, I didn't want to pay anything. You know, like I would be barely paying a quarter of my electric bill just to keep it turned on because I didn't want to give them all the money because then I wouldn't have any, right? But you have to get in the flow. You have to be in the flow of money for it to flow back to you too. Seven, career pressure. Man, this is big. (laughs) And I have kind of a self-created career in many ways, but always feeling that pressure. And I know, you know, my clients in my six-week program are people that are very high-functioning, high-achieving people, very successful, you know, in all areas of life, really, just like I was in all areas of life except drinking, right? I was out of control with drinking. And obviously, you know, emotionally and things like that. But for outward appearances, uh, very high functioning, high achieving people. And we talk about this career pressure a lot. 
the pressure to perform, the pressure to move up. And sometimes I really talk to my clients too about really looking at that and questioning, like, do they really want to move up? Is that really the thing that they actually want? Because we can get so kind of engulfed in that rat race that you think this is just what I have to do, right? It's like the social norms. And this is what I'm supposed to do. Climb the ladder, get promoted, do better, earn more, buy a bigger house, have more kids, whatever the thing is. And sometimes it's not even actually what you want. But that career pressure is a really, really big one. And you can feel this again, turning negative, like if you work really hard for a promotion, and you don't get it. And somebody else gets it that hasn't worked for your company as long as you or who you feel isn't as deserving of the promotion, or maybe you're applying for jobs, and you're just not getting any of them. Like, this is hard stuff. I had two girlfriends of mine that were looking for jobs at the same time a couple of years ago. And as a bystander, it was grueling watching the process they were going through. The interviews they were doing, I was like, damn, I never, you never had to talk me out of getting a job. I never wanted to work for anybody. But watching what they went through, I was like, oh my gosh, I will go to any length to never have to do a job interview. Like it was awful. And some of these interviews were like hours long, or they'd be like three day in a row interviews with all these different people. It was crazy. But imagine going through all of that, not getting those jobs. And I watched my friends just really discouraged and really questioning themselves. Like, what am I doing wrong? There's so much career pressure. And the guidance is the same. Get in the solution. You have to figure out the solution, which often is coping skills, right? Again, everything isn't going to go our way. We're not going to get every single thing that we want. Everybody is not going to love us and every person does not want to hire us for every job. It's just not realistic. But I have to figure out how to cope with whatever I feel from not getting those jobs, whether it's discouraged or um, rejected if you start feeling not good enough, right? Those are the things that we have to start to understand and dig into and develop coping skills around them. You know, journal, call your sponsor or your therapist or your coach. You can work with me. I'll be your coach. And (laughs) we can work on coping skills. You have to be able to deal with the pressures of not getting those things that you want in your career too. Uh, Number eight, unfair treatment. Oh my gosh. I know we can all relate to this. The world really is, there's just a lot of unfair things that happen, (laughs) you know, but you are bound to face people who are unjust or unfair or are using bad judgment or who are selfish, whatever. It's going to happen. Like I said before, we've all been that person too. We've not only had those people and had those things happen to us, we've all been that person also. And this is same thing, coping skills, right? We have to learn how to cope with the feelings that come up when we're dealing with unfair treatment, when somebody really is just being crappy to you. You know, I dealt with this recently with somebody who was kind of trying to bully me. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not, like, we're not doing that, you know? And At the same time, it definitely brings up feelings like, what is going on? Where did that come from? What did I do to deserve that? How could I have handled it better? I mean, 
it's weird, all the things that you go through. And again, where I had to get to your tools, I had to get to my tools, I had to talk it out, I had to process it, I had to write about it. And there were pieces of the situation that really lingered with me. And I had to talk about it a few more times and really get to the bottom of it and get it out. But it's the coping that is going to change your life. Your ability to cope with all of these situations is what will change your life and change your sobriety and make it sustainable long-term. We have to have coping skills. Number nine, inner peace. How crazy is that, that that's on the list of life struggles? Inner peace. And you can be super successful in life doing things that you love And still something can feel off. That inner peace that you're looking for, you might not be finding it. And maybe the search for it even stresses you out. You know, we are all on this epic journey to be happy, to feel happy. And it happens to everyone that you struggle to find that inner peace and really feel it. You know, something I always talk about is contentment. And I feel like when they say inner peace, to me, that's contentment, feeling content. And that's something that I don't necessarily feel often, you know, because it's always what's next, you know, okay, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I love this. What am I doing next? What's the other thing? What's the next thing? What are we building to? What can we add? What can we give away? What, whatever, right? Finding ways to feel peaceful is huge in day-to-day living. You know, this is quiet time for me, for sure. Meditation and visualization, uh, deep belly breaths. Like I tell you guys do deep belly breaths to bring your stress down. I do deep belly breaths literally a hundred times a day. Like as soon as I feel myself getting amped up, I just stop and I do deep belly breaths. I just take a minute. I have to have a minute. You know, it's so important, but I'm doing deep belly breaths a hundred times a day and really cultivating that inner peace and getting to a place that you understand that you do have the power and you do have the control in your life. And that's from within. It's nothing on the outside of you. It's all inside of you. Okay, last one, number 10, mental health issues. I think we all could have guessed this, really. I thought it would have been much higher on the list. And this doesn't really mean like super serious, like disorders or diseases, right? There are plenty of sort of minor things that we experience also. You know, one of the things I talk about a lot is most of us with addiction, you know, we also suffer some anxiety and depression and ADD because it's the same area of the brain for all of those things, right? So it just makes sense if the wiring is off for one of those issues, the wiring's going to be off for all of those issues. But everybody is different at what level they deal with those things. So for me, my depression stuff has always been very manageable, uh, but my anxiety can be debilitating. Now, at this stage of my life, as things change, I've definitely struggled with more depression, but you know, that's a hormonal thing too. ADD is worse for me in my later years than it was in my younger years, you know, like it's kind of weird. But we get so busy trying to improve all of these things in our lives, and we forget to improve 
our mental wellness and our mental state, right? These are really serious issues. Everyday anxiety and serious anxiety, either way, but anxiety, depression, you guys, these things all have physical symptomology also. And if you don't figure out how to deal with them, if you don't figure out how to bring your stress level down and how to recenter yourself, bring your anxiety down and deal with that stuff, if you don't find tools to do that, you will have physical illness because of your mental unwellness. This stuff is so important. This is 99% of the reason I exercise. It's not because I have a mad love affair with exercise. I'm getting there, but <laughs> that has been its own journey. You know, it's not that I'm so crazy about exercising. It's that I know it is one of the best things I can do for my brain and my body. And that's what's important to me because I abused them. I abused the life out of them for so many years. And now I have amends to make. So I'm making amends by taking care of myself and treating them well. But you have to think about your stress levels, your anxiety, depression, as well as some of the bigger issues, mood disorders, um, the schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, personality disorders, right? Like there's all these things. It's a, a whole spectrum. And all of them are equally important to deal with, to manage, to understand, and to find tools and strategies that you can use to center yourself and feel better so it doesn't get worse. All right, let's recap these really quickly before we close this episode. One was health crisis, two, workplace issues, three, emptiness, four, friendship issues, five, failure, six, financial crisis, seven, career pressure, eight, unfair treatment, nine, inner peace, and 10, mental health issues. Okay. I want you to keep these things in mind and really think about solutions, solutions, solutions. The coping skills, like I said, are the things that will change your life. We have to develop coping skills. We have to get really comfortable being uncomfortable. It's the greatest skill you can master for your entire life for every issue you will ever face. And don't forget the top five most impactful episodes, you guys. The top five most downloaded episodes of all time for Addiction Unlimited. And we are 266 episodes in. So these are the top five. The playlist that could change your life right here. Addictionunlimited.com forward slash top five. And keep your ears open for the announcement for the course. You're going to love this course that's coming. If you're in the Facebook group, we're definitely definitely going to post it all over the place. So you'll know all about it. I promise you, but go get the top five most impactful episodes, addictionunlimited.com forward slash top five. I hope you've loved this episode. Share it with somebody you think it will be helpful for. They will love it too. I hope. And I hope you're having a fantastic day. I'll see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. 
Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.